All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We're back for episode two of the Triathlon Unplugged, which is what we decided to call it, which is a kind of a fun name. I don't even know what it means, but I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. So we're back here. Um, I think a couple people. We've got some fun stuff we're going to chat about today, just training, and then we have some topics we're going to go over. But first off, how's everybody's week been? Elizabeth has just mentioned that she's somewhere warm so and fun and nice. So we're going to let her go first and tell us what is she doing, how training's been, and yeah, what she's up to. Want to help support the podcast? Now you can by joining the Where If You Take You community via Patreon. In the community, you'll get early access to guest episodes and three to four mini episodes throughout the month, along with more. It is an ever-evolving community in which we hope to bring more triathlon news, more triathlon support, and just community in general we, while we continue to share our passion and love for the sport that we all participate in. Your support goes a long ways to help supporting the podcast and for us to be able to bring you more content and continue to share our passion and love for the support. You can head over to thewherefeettakeyou.com and find the link on that website, or you can check the show notes. Again, your support goes a long ways to helping support the podcast. I know I've said support a lot here, but that's the way that it goes. And I want to thank you ahead of time for being a loyal listener and loyal subscriber to the podcast. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, it's been good. So I'm down, I'm near, I guess, Pensacola, Florida. Um, so we're down near like the Gulf. Um, so I came down with my coach and my fiance um, and then another pro, Meg Rito. So we've been down here since, I think, Wednesday um, and we're staying until Thursday. Oh, nice. So we'll get a little over a weekend down here um, just to get some training, get back outside because I hadn't ridden outside since my bike crash last August. Wow. Yeah. So it had been six months. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know <laughs> okay. that. How yeah. was the first ride outside? How was it? It was good. It was nerve wracking for sure. Like I was very nervous, um, but it was really good. Yeah. And all the, like the cars are really nice down here. Um, like there's bike lanes on most of the roads, but then they also like a lot of the cars have been getting over. So you feel very safe for the most part down here, which is nice. It is very flat though. Pancake flat. <laughs> yes. Florida is very flat. Like I think yes. the only uh, hills are like going over the overpass. Yes. Yeah. That is the only one we did. About 75 miles yesterday, and I think the only hill was there's, like, a bridge that's close to here. And, like, that was it. Other than that, it was so flat. <laughs> but windy. 75, 75 miles and, like, 20 feet of elevation gain? Basically. Like, it was <laughs> not much more than that. <laughs> I think it was legitimately, like, 200, maybe? <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. But it was very windy. Very, very windy. Like, just strong headwind and tailwind. Okay, I don't know about anybody else, but... Yeah, that'll be perfect for uh, Megan for Ironman Texas. Yeah, although yes. now I think she's second-guessing wanting to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very similar. Here, but I haven't... It's been... I've done Texas four times now, and it's been windy every time but one. I, I agree with that. It, and it's like, when... You're like saying, area, you're like, when's the turnaround? When's the turnaround? Then you're like, wee! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time with headwinds. Like, I get so cranky and don't want to do mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So Yeah, they're but. tough. So, you guys are just down there for training camp? 
Yep, pretty much. And it's honestly not too different from our normal training, but I think just trying to get outside, get out in the sun, you know, changed it up a little bit. Because it was someone in our triathlon club has a house down here, so they're letting us just come down and stay here. So nice change of scenery. Yeah. And so what has a training week looked like for you this week? Um, well, the week was split up a little bit weird, I think, with flying down on Wednesday. So yeah, Wednesday, what did we do? Monday was a pretty normal day for me. I did like a strength gain and spike and I think a short run. Tuesday was actually a complete rest day for me, which I almost never have those. Usually I at least have like an active recovery swim or something. Um, and then Wednesday we flew out and we put our bikes together and we got a little bit of a bike ride in. So that was my first ride out was Wednesday. And then I think we did a short run off the bike and then what else did we do? Thursday, I think we swam and we rode, which was nice because we can swim outside here. So I have not gotten to do that in a long time. And then Friday we swam and we ran. And then yesterday was a long ride. It was supposed to be a little bit longer, but Meg flatted a couple times. <laughs> so we had to call uh, it a little bit early. Um, but not too much. We got four hours in it, and I think we were supposed to do five. So it wasn't too bad. Um, and then today was a long run. So Nice. Yeah. That makes sense because she's trained for Ironman Texas. But that's yes. you basically need to sign up for Ironman Texas now. You're doing Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> I've sworn off foals for the next couple of years, so there's no way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think 70.3s are fun. Yeah. yeah. Caroline, I just saw that you signed up for St. George. It's official, yes. St. George and, <laughs> and Oceanside are locked in. Yay. Did we convince you last time? Because I think we talked about it. You did. It. It's like... It's so funny because, like, I like every half the people are like, "Don't do it." And half the people are like, "It's my favorite race," but it's really like since Iron Man finally released the rest of the like year, um, past like August because I hadn't released all the races, so I was like, kind of waiting for that. And then none of the rest of the year is that good for me, so I was like, "All right, St. George, it is. Let's go." <laughs> okay, what do you guys think about the race schedule for the rest of the year? Because I don't think it's very good for well, I... America, for North America. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel I just there's not that many, and like no. I I can't afford to try, I can't just go to like Europe to race honestly with like a wedding and everything, and it's it's hard. And like Santa Cruz was a pro race my first year with my pro card, and like they took it away, and I'm like it's just such a good one for me because it's so close and it's such a good course. But yeah, there's like none. Well, no. they took Michigan off, and I feel like everyone was oh, yeah. like I had wanted to do Michigan last year, and then obviously yeah. the crash, I didn't. And so I was really hoping it would be on the schedule this year because everyone was like gushing over loving yes. the closed bike course because we don't have any races like that. I, I yeah. feel no. like it's really low on seventy point threes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And for for me, I like the Ironman better, so it's not that big of a deal. But I usually like to throw in, I don't know, at least three seventy point threes in my race schedule. And right now, I may have zero for the year. Wow. Just none of them. Like they took uh, Eagle Man used to be a pro race. Uh, Waco, mm -hmm. I always liked Waco as like the end of the year kind of seventy point three. Uh, yeah, Michigan's not bad, but yeah, those are all. It's like I'm yeah. gonna, I think I'm gonna do Chattanooga, so that knocks me out of Augusta. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of slim pickings. It is. Yeah, there's it is. no seventy point threes. No, basically, if you don't race 
Iron Man uh, or like the full distance Iron Man or if you like I was looking at it basically like you've got Lake Placid and and Penticton and Chattanooga so if you don't race Iron Man you really have 70.3 Maine or 70.3 Augusta and that's it in the US yeah yeah, I know. I was looking at that seventy point three. Oh gosh, where's that? It's in October somewhere in Europe. Maybe. I don't even remember which one it is. But. Yeah, there's a couple over there that would be nice, but very hard for me to get to. <laughs> yeah, I'm expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe next year. I don't think. I've never done one out of the U.S. I honestly barely do them outside of driving distance. Just like lazy. I'm like, oh, I don't want to fly anywhere. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not missing anything flying with your bike. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I've done it once and it was, I, you, I've done tri-bike transport, which is like so nice, but I've flown with my bike too. And it was honestly traumatizing. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I've traveled with my bike so much. One year I flew 25 times with my bike. Oh, one no year? Way. One year. I've never even flown 25 times yeah. in a year in my yeah. life ever. Because <laughs> I've raced a bunch. I raced a bunch, and then I was coming back and forth down to Arizona to visit my parents to train down here a bunch. And I think, I, yeah, I think we flew to like 25 times, and I'd say at least 20 of those were with my bike. <clears throat> wow. Very, I find it very easy. <laughs> Would you say that all 25 times were like drama-free or – Okay. Really? That's yeah. good. Well, we, yeah. we need a knock on wood. I know. Especially because I got a big travel coming up here in a little bit <laughs> to go down to Mexico. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that next so. weekend or two weeks? Uh, three. Oh, three. Okay. I think. Yeah. Mid-March, like March 15th okay. or 17th. Yeah. So that's coming up. But what kind of case do you travel with that you had like no stress with those <laughs> twenty trips? The, yeah, I said the Psycon Aero okay. Transport, whatever it's called. Is it um, is it soft or hard? Yeah, it's a soft case. Um, I, use the, I use the same one. I haven't. Yeah. I've had zero issues. I haven't ever flown twenty five times with it, um, even spaced out. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never. I, I mean, I pat it pack it pretty well um i've been pretty lucky for the most part traveling wise again knock on wood because i'm traveling more this year so <laughs> let's yeah. hope it all seems yeah. okay um i would love to get like the evoc with the hard shell case top yeah but i just can't justify spending a thousand dollars on a bike case there also, I, have- I borrowed someone and it was like so overweight though like with the bike like it ended up i ended oh, yeah. up paying so much money in the overweight fee just because the box is so heavy I think yeah. we have a i have a bike fox owl and my fiance and i both do and his is mine's usually i think right around the 50 pounds and i mean it's just the box on the bike and then his is yeah. usually a few pounds over yeah but they've yeah. always been i don't think they've charged us they, they're usually really nice about it on southwest you, know you get I, to I 60 bought- pounds oh go ahead oh we're on Delta. You get they'll give you like a grace, I think, up to like fifty two, fifty three. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm the only person that bought the bike box by Alan. My bike didn't fit in it and I sold it a week later. It um, doesn't I, fail. I, I ride a fifty four and I would have had to completely 
um, take off my arrow bars, bring stuff in. Um, I'm like, no, that was the whole point, right? Not to dissemble my bike. Yeah, that's crazy. And so somebody got it nice. I I sold it full price and didn't make them charge the custom fees. I don't know if you have to put the custom fees to get Mm -hmm. it in. Yeah, oh, yeah, the shipping's expensive. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I was like, okay, I just and honestly, I didn't even have room to sort in my uh, my houses eleven hundred feet, <laughs> and so I mean, it was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. I don't know what I was thinking. So gone. <laughs> it was a they are huge. That's the thing. I'm like, I, yeah. people are always like just pawning them off that I know. They're like, hey, does anyone want to buy this? And I'm like, I mean, like, yeah, but like. Where? where do I put it? Yeah, I can't have more than two bikes. Like my fiance would get so mad. Yeah, <laughs> no room. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Sarah, you've got a race coming up. Yeah, so I've got um, a marathon coming up next weekend. Um, not a try, but I'm kind of on taper, so I almost didn't know what to do with myself this weekend. I I had a bunch of free time. I walked and got coffee and I went shopping. I was like, wow, it's kind of nice. But um, yeah, so I'm feeling pretty ready. I haven't ran a marathon, a standalone marathon in like 20 years, like no jokes. So um, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, It'll it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be different. Yeah. Uh, What does taper look like for you for a marathon? Um, so this week I did around like 12 hours. Um, and so, I mean, we're still doing just easier runs and, you know, put some intervals in there at like race pace, keep the legs moving. And uh, my bike was very, I only biked twice this week and did three swims. So still just heavy on the running. And then next week is just a bunch of light runs and some swims and I think like one bike ride. Yeah, because you're still training, because you got Ironman Texas, so you've been still training for that, for the most part. Yeah, so we've been training really pretty much normal Ironman training with more run focus and less bike focus. So my bike volume's been a little less than it would normally be, but um, for the most part, it's, you know, it's been about the same as regular Ironman training. So for these two weeks and probably the week after um, to recover, you know, will be lighter. Yeah. I haven't done a standalone marathon in a very long time either. They just seem so painful. Yeah, somehow it seems it like it'll be worse since it's by itself than in an Ironman. I don't know if it's because I, you know, you're not warmed up. I haven't been eating for like the last like six hours, you know. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll yeah. see. It'll be fun. Do you have a goal, pace, time? That you're shooting for um so i'd like to go under three hours um so that's my main goal um and we'll just we'll just see how it goes um i have a tendency on a standalone race to go out too fast and yeah. i would have thought i'd learn this by now but um hopefully <laughs> i don't make that same mistake that i make at every race <laughs> so um yeah, yeah we just gotta work on the pacing and yeah that, that's my main goal is under three hours and Nice. It's a it's Beautiful. a it's a small race, so uh, hopefully there's some other people on there that I can, you know, that we're all running and can kind of work together. Hopefully, yeah. I just can't seem to get myself to. I keep telling myself, yeah, do do a standalone marathon, 
in like the postseason. I can't seem to bring myself to do it for some reason. Just the training seems so challenging <laughs> to do. <laughs> I, I was I was starting to get jealous of everyone's Instagram um training and like these awesome marathon times and I'm like, oh I want I wanna do that. I'm I think I'm finally ready to try a standalone one and and see how it goes. So Yeah. Exciting. Fun. What about you, Caroline? What have you been up to? Um, well, it's funny that you said that about the marathon because this year since it's like like the weddings, September, honeymoons, November, I was like, man, I should do a, like a marathon in October because yeah. also I haven't done one in like five years. And I'm like, I mean, I definitely would not go under three hours. But um, anyway, but other than that, yeah, we'll see, see if that happens. But um, yeah, nothing really new from the last time we spoke. My coach gave me more of like a recovery kind of week this week. He said it was like a recovery week, but it didn't really it was like three hour ride instead of four. It was yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it was still a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's been what does a oh. what does a week usually look like for you? For me, um, so Mondays he always gives me um like a full rest day, which I need. I'm I'm like dead on Monday. I sometimes do like a recovery swim though. Uh and then Tuesday is usually uh, a swim and like an interval run. Uh Wednesday is a just a group ride. Usually it's been cold. So I just like kind of go on my trainer or something. Thursdays swim interval ride. Friday is a run, like a recovery run. Saturdays usually like a three hour ride, but I incorporate, I told my coach, I was like, this is non-negotiable, but like group rides, you know, at least once a week. So Saturday is like this group ride I do, but then I usually add some on. So usually have a brick run after that. And then sometimes have a brick run after that. And then Sunday's my long run and then a swim, but the pool, they have a huge swim meet going on this weekend. So like the pools close hmm. and I was like, Oh no, I can't swim. How sad. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what a bummer. Like if I had to swim today after my ride, I am so tired. I would have like drowned for sure. So it's like, dang, can't swim. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I think swimming after a long run on Sundays, that's something that I normally always do, but it's like one of the yeah. hardest things to make myself do. It's not a hard <laughs> swim. And I get the right. point of it is to, you know, shake out your legs. So, you know, they feel better and it, and it works, you know, it always feels good once you get finished, but getting yes. there, oh my God, I want to take it's a nap. I don't want to go. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm the same way. And like, sometimes I'll eat before, but sometimes I'm like, Ugh, I don't feel like eating. I'm like, I'm so hungry if I don't eat during the swim. And then, yeah, it's like, it's been, I hate saying it's been cold here. The pool's outside though. So like, sometimes it is a little cold here and I'm like cold from my sweat. And then I'm like the thought of having to get into a pool right now when it's like 50 degrees outside, but then it's fine. And I always feel better after, but you're right. It's yes. just terrible. I dread it. <laughs> yes. Agreed on all fronts <laughs> from that angle. Yeah. I can't do hard swims after hard anything else. I have to do the swim first. I think it's really, yeah. I don't know if it's probably because I'm, you know, I didn't start swimming like hard until I was 23 when I started triathlon and so I don't know if it's just like I really feel like everybody right everybody has that discipline where you really feel your fatigue a swimming yeah. is where I feel my fatigue like a lot I, I was gonna say I agree with you that my swimming is the first to go and I don't know if it's because I didn't grow up swimming or what have you but during this marathon training I literally can't hit 
basically any of my swim intervals that I should be able to hit. And so I don't, I don't know what's going on there. My coach says, don't worry about it. Swimming is the first thing to go for you. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll <laughs> worry about it. We'll worry about it later. <laughs> so. Yeah. But you guys were, came from swimming and I'm assuming that's mm-hmm. not, you don't feel that way. I could, I could swim all day. I'm like, I'm yeah. Here's my running is the first to go for sure. That's, but swimming's never, I, I always kind of like it. I always dread it, but yeah, I'm like, I'm going to do a little squishy splash, <laughs> you know. I feel like it's oh. taken a while though to adjust, like coming from a swimming background and then you go from swimming, like, I don't know how many times a week, like eight or nine times a week, yeah. maybe to then swimming a couple times a week. And you're so much mm. slower than you used to be <laughs> like, immediately. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I like never will feel like I'm ever going to be impressed with my swimming ever again, ever. I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. Like I'm, you know, I felt good today, but I'm like, I'm never going to be as fast as I was. Yep. Ever, never the glory days are over. Yeah. Like, you, like, I feel like we used to have a totally different like feel for the water and it's different when you're yeah. only swimming a couple days a week. Yeah. Like, true. I'll do like a 500. Yeah. I swim like the 500,000 in mile, you know? And so like, I'll do like a thousand or whatever. And like my garments, like you just PR'd your thousand. And it was like. Two and a half minutes slower than my thousand I swam when I was like 14. Yeah. Like probably what you did in practice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I am not fast anymore. I mean, so fast. So I'm like, I am not. The prime is over. <laughs> yep. It's all relative. <laughs> and with swimming, I feel like swimming is one of those where I've noticed it too. Like as I've swam more, the more you swim, you do kind of naturally be faster. Just not, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you're going from a lot of swimming volume to like less swimming, that mm-hmm. that is going to make a difference in how you're, I guess. Yeah. Because there's so much water, like feel with the water, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. My swim this morning went horrendous. I literally was like as each arm, like, I felt like it was just like flopping. <laughs> <laughs> so what did your week look like, Kayla? <laughs> My week was pretty good. Uh, I ended up having a, my coach put me on a rest day to not like a, well, I was supposed to run today. So I did my swim, which I cut extremely short because I just could not do it. And then I was supposed to run and she messaged me and she's like, all of your comments have been like fairly negative in the last like three, four days. And you're not even hitting, you're not hitting paces at all are you like really tired? And I said, honestly, my, I just have a lot of fatigue sitting in and everything. And she's like, I don't want you to run today. So I didn't run today. Um, I'm going to run tomorrow. But um, so yeah, week went pretty good. Um, I had a really, really hard day on Tuesday. And I feel like I was smashed for the rest of the week because of that day. So I did a swim, 3,600 swim three and a half hour ride and a 10 mile run on Tuesday. And I was in one day in one day. Damn. (laughs) Basically did a half Ironman in one day and I was so smashed. And the hardest part is I can't keep up with calories. I don't know about anybody else, but I cannot Mm -hmm. keep up with calories on days like that. And it just ruins me for the next like 48 hours. It takes like 48 hours for me to keep up with it. Yeah, I, um, I was going to say, if you, if you, at least for myself, if I don't stay on top of the calories after a big day like that, it just, 
goes like this then for the yes. next couple of workouts and it yes. takes it takes a while to uh, i guess balance it back out but yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I didn't catch back up with it until Friday. And then I had a five hour really hard ride with this girl on Friday who she literally just ripped my legs off. <laughs> like, she was I so saw fast. your ride. It was like a hundred something miles, right? Yes. And in, in four hours and 44 minutes, which I'm pretty Ooh. sure is like a PR ish type of ride for me, like even in a race. And she literally ripped my legs off. I was just hanging on for dear life. It was awesome. I need to do more stuff like that. Um, I was, and it was gonna say I I'm jealous that you get to like I don't I'm doing all my training by myself. I'd love to have somebody push me like that. That that's yeah. awesome. It's one of the reasons we moved to Arizona because I was the same. I did all of my ride everything on my own. I in 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 Spokane there wasn't any. Um, especially there was a couple men that I could ride with every once in a while, but they only rode at like five a.m. They would wheels down at five a.m. Like so early (laughs) so early um but there weren't any women to ride with that you know kind of fit my life and my schedule so that's one of the reasons we moved down to arizona too because there's so many triathletes in arizona especially Uh, right now like i feel like on instagram this time of year like everyone's in arizona well it's a everyone to be right now (laughs) i mean it was like 75 degrees and sunny today oh wow simply perfect it was it was i ran and it was 30 degrees this morning no 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 thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so yeah i did that and then um yesterday kind of had more of like an active recovery day with a stupid long swim i've been trying right so one of my goals this year was to make swimming less hard and i i'm like i used to be where 4k was like oh my god, I have to swim 4k. That's so long. But I specialize in Ironman and it's over 4k for, you know, and so we've been swimming a lot more. And previously, all my like my peak swim would be like a five, like maybe I would do one or two 5k swims. But this year, I so yesterday I did my second 6k swim. And let me tell you guys, that's when you're not, especially when you're having a kind of a rough day in the water, that is a long ways to swim. (laughs) 6K. That takes Um, a long, that's like two hours, right? Pretty much. I mean, it's like swim time. Like, I think I did it in hour 42, but you're in the water for two hours because you've got. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was supposed to be a 25 hour week, but I think it's going to come out to like 21. Because I, I cut a swim short and then I didn't so do much my run. Damn. Um. So it was a good week for the most part. Feeling. I I've always struggled to hold handle volume, um, and been really trying hard to handle volume a little bit more this year. Um, volume like twenty plus hours a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I used to kind of cap out about twenty, twenty one. 22 would always be a max, but in trying to kind of stretch that to where, like, now we've kind of got it to where 20 is pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do start getting 22, 23, like, into that 24, I definitely feel it. So we're trying to kind of stretch that and handle the volume a little bit better. Um, as much as possible. So that was some fun. It was a good week. I rode outside every day, which was wonderful. And That's awesome. 
Yeah. I don't even want to mention how jealous I am. Like sometimes I don't even think I should go on Instagram because everyone's like, yay, son. And they're out there, they're having fun. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm on my trainer. So. Yeah, <laughs> I know that feeling though. Last year I trained for Ironman Texas 100% on the trainer. I think I rode oh outside God. twice and I wow. because I came down to Arizona to do it. <laughs> I think I was in the same boat and I'm literally going to be in the same boat this year again. Unless like this week looks warm, but of course I don't really have any bike rides. So, um, I'm like, oh man, um, tomorrow I have a complete rest day and it's going to be like 60 out. And I'm like, oh man, I really want to do an illegal bike ride, but that wouldn't be very smart. So <laughs> yeah. So. I have been impressed by some of the temperatures that you've gone out in, Sarah. Like, I feel like you've gone out, you go out and bike in some pretty low temperatures. Yeah. So I can handle like 40, if I can handle like high 30s, low 40s to start the ride. Um, but if it's only going to be a high of 40, I can't do it. Let's say I have a four to five hour ride. I can't be out there that long. It's got to at least warm up to 50. Um, because then it just tanks you, right? That cold weather. And so yeah. then you can't, then you're underperforming the rest of your workouts. So, yeah. you know, the long run goes terrible the next day. I usually do a recovery. Um, if I don't do a swim before my bike, I do it after my bike as a recovery swim just depends on how my coach has it. Um, and so, yeah, it, you just, you're just cold and tired and you can't do anything. Yeah. So. I have a very, very low threshold. It needs to be, it needs to start at like 55 and I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah. You know, living in Ohio, I feel like I would ride as long as it like wasn't snowy and the sun was out, I'd be like, oh, it's 30 today. I would like go out. And then I moved here and I'm like, oh my God, if it's under like 60, like 60, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Just ride the trainer. I, yeah, I, I hear you. Like, I'm so bundled up. Like, there'll be guys out there in, in like, regular short bibs in, like, a long sleeve jersey. I literally have wool socks on, over socks, toe covers, <laughs> waistline, pants. Like, I mean, I'm I'm dressed appropriately, um, just to say yeah. the least, so. Yeah. Nope. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fun. Awesome. Well, one of the things we want to talk about, you guys, we talked about, we started kind of talking about a little bit last time, but uh, Elizabeth brought up a really great topic um, in our last one, just to talk a little bit about how like it was moving from age group to professional. And I think we all kind of like briefly said like, wow, we really felt the difference. So I kind of wanted to chat about it because it was something for me that was a huge kind of a surprise, honestly, like I did not anticipate how I, how I'd end up feeling last year. Um, go, going into the, like the imposter syndrome that I had ended up being, and I've always worked really hard to be a very confident person. Cause I never used to be like, that was one of my issues <laughs> growing up was my lack of confidence. And last year just rocked, rocked that, um, for me. And so I want to just kind of see how you guys all felt moving, what that was like, what your transition was like, how you felt, if you feel like you've maybe moved through it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a big, it was a, it was a little bit of an eye opener for me on how much harder it was mentally to race as a professional. I don't know how anyone else felt that way. 
I guess. Yeah, go ahead, Elizabeth. You can go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say I'm I'm right there with you. I was uh extremely nervous and felt like I didn't belong um for my first race. My first race was at Ironman Texas in twenty oh gosh, twenty nineteen, I think. Um it it was just a hard transition, um, especially, you know, being a back of the pack swimmer. I believe I yes. was last out of the water. You get out um mm-hmm. and see zero bikes on the rack. Um yeah. where my swim as an age group was still near the top, but as a pro, like it obviously like it, it's not good. So yeah, I mean it, it was just and so it, for your confidence, yeah, definitely knowing that you're in last place the entire race. And it's like, what am I doing out here? Why did I take my pro car? Did I make the right decision? Um, and so those negative thoughts definitely went through my head the entire day. And But at the end of, end of the day, at the finish line, I was happy. I was happy with my decision. I still am. Um, and I, I think the confidence gets better, you know, every mm-hmm. year. And one thing I'll say about all the lady pros is... I think everyone's so welcoming. They're so encouraging. We support each other. So I, I really love that about our sport. So yeah, yeah I, I was the same, which might be different for you guys. Cause you were even moving into, I don't, you're not back of the pack swimmers. <laughs> well, I was going to hit on, I think what Sarah said about your swim, like it's good as an age grouper and then you go pro and it's like, Oh, this is different. Like, I feel the same way. I think more about my bike where it was like, Oh, I had you know, usually one of the faster bike splits has an age grouper and then you go pro and it's like, Holy cow. <laughs> like the caliber is just so different and just getting used to that. And the race tactics are so different too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can kind of race your own race as a age grouper to an extent, but mm-hmm. there's a lot more that goes into it as a, as a pro, like thinking about, well, you know, even from the start, like it's just fast and furious from the gun. Mm-hmm. That was a big change for me. Like I was always someone that kind of built into my day <laughs> and just relied on the fact that I was going to outrun everybody. But you can't, you can't rely on that as a professional. There's not one thing that you can rely on. You just, you have to be good at all of them. Um, yeah, I definitely spent a lot of the year constantly feeling like I didn't deserve, like, why am I here? Like, just do I deserve to be here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then it's like, what's the alternative? You know, you get to a point, I think, with amateur racing where maybe you don't feel like, you know, you want to go up and challenge yourself. It's tough. Yeah. I think. I mean, I feel like for me, it was like, I was very indecisive if I wanted to take my pro card because I was like, I just know I'm going to like honestly lose every race or be like at the very end of every race. And I was like, I think I was worried about what people would think about that. Like, Oh, why did she take her pro card? But like Sarah said, it's like, everyone was very welcoming. Like nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. I'm you've, like, earned it, you've earned it. You know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then there was that thing, like I posted recently, like a month ago or whatever I saw on Reddit where someone was like a horrible comment about me. I don't know who it was. Obviously it was on Reddit, but someone was just like, 
I can't find any race where she could have qualified for her pro card. I think that she was just given her pro card because of her like Instagram following. And I'm like, that's, oh, that's how, that's who how knew? it works. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, so I have a certain, I'm like a micro influencer. So I guess that they just gave me a pro card for that reason. But I was like, so it was just so frustrating because it's like, no, I earned it. And then he's like, people should be really mad at her because she's taking spots for other people. I'm like, literally I'm not though, because anyone else can like. Yeah. You qualify. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there's not like a certain cap on like pros, but like, I don't know. It was just, that was like really frustrating. So I like brought the imposter syndrome back for a couple days. I was like, Oh, then then it was gone again. I was like, screw that guy. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's a piece to where, again, it's a combo of like trying to decide if you, because you do deserve it. Like we all qualified, right? Yeah, we all met the criteria and it's our choice whether we want to take it or not. And, you know, I don't know about any of you guys, but like I wanted, well, that's what I had to keep finally remind myself. And that's when I finally like kind of like started going back into that thought, pro- this thought process of, Kelly, you chose to do this. You wanted to race the best of the best because that's what was going to help you level up to that next ability. So you knew you were going to get in here and get smashed and that's okay. It doesn't make you worse. Like it doesn't make you a worse coach. It doesn't make you a worse athlete that you're coming in 10th, like in 11th and 12th and 18th. And like, that's okay. It's all part of the process and you have to just learn how to be better, I guess. Right. I I think that's why we're all here though. We wanted the challenge. I mean, if you stayed age group, it's like, winning is great I mean who doesn't Mm -hmm. like to win it's fun you feel good about yourself but you're not really challenging yourself so that was one of the big reasons I took mine is really to push myself you know see how good I or how fast I could get and really just go out there and put myself out there and I don't know it's it's fun (laughs) so yeah it is it's definitely crazy to like line up though sometimes when I stand on the start line with these women that I've looked up to for so long and just know like okay now I have I have to race these people and they're so fast yeah every look around in a pro briefing I'm like oh yeah I at least had that like Oceanside last year like that caliber feel you're like holy cow Yes. All these athletes that I, you know, look up to on Instagram and I follow what they do. And I think they're just like, you know, these superhuman people. And then suddenly you're sitting in a room knowing you're going to be on the start line with them the next day. Yeah. Like you can't fangirl because you're like in the room with them. So you're like, I got to yeah. act cool because like I'm also here, but also like, oh my God, it's Holly Lawrence. <laughs> can, I, can I get your picture? Can I get your picture? Oh, wait, I've never asked that. But yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, Chelsea Sidera was at Oceanside last year. And I was like, oh my God, I have to. She like ran out though. Like after the athlete read, she was gone. And I was yeah, like, yeah, she was gone so good. quick. She, she was gone. And I was like, that's good. Because if she wasn't, I would have been like, can I have your picture? And she would have been like, here you Yeah. Uh. Well, and I think everyone feels that way, right? Because wasn't it Taylor Nib wanted to ask Daniela Reef at some point for your picture? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's true. Yeah. That normalizes it, right? We all have our fans mm-hmm. that we, I will say though that. I was really nervous to go to the pro briefings when I first got into mm-hmm. this, but then I realized that professionals ask really stupid questions. Oh, yeah. Oh my <laughs> All goodness. of the time. I, I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
like or like the details of certain questions i don't i can't even like think of an example to be like well at mile 53 and a half you said that there was like a rock on the road now yes. would you and i'm like what i'm like how are you and then like they go into so much detail at the athlete briefing too every time i get so stressed like they'll like be like mile per by mile on the bike course and they're like yeah you want to be careful there might be some water on the road mile three and i'm like oh my god and then i forget everything they said two minutes later mm-hmm. and guess what it's always fine yeah it, it stresses me out <laughs> yeah i a lot of times i remember thinking the first couple i was like all right you guys have not been age groupers for a while because <laughs> this is all <laughs> wouldn't even matter <laughs> and it's all right. self-explanatory like come on people I'm like, all I, I know is that Texas, I'm going to run up to you during the pro meeting and we're going to get a picture together. Perfect. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> Fangirl together. <laughs> Actually, I think it was at Texas last year. I think you might have been sitting behind me or something. I, I'm not sure if it was you, but I feel like it was. And I commented under my breath fairly loudly that like okay come on guys these are like really dumb and i think it was you were either and i swear it was you turned around and you're like yes thank you it, it, it probably was uh they're very really painful for me the pro meetings um, i like the information about the courses but i could just leave after that um and skip everyone's questions so yeah sometimes they make me at least feel better they're like oh if you're asking that like i'm doing okay (laughs) yeah yeah actually last year at oceanside elizabeth had a really good question but like i feel like i think you were like didn't want to ask it and i was like i was way too intimidated in that room i was not asking a question like hand up and then i asked it and then (laughs) like they were answering the question and then like holly lawrence was like so mad about the answer she was like on my side really elizabeth's side She's like, oh my god, what? Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, Holly. Like, right? This is ridiculous. <laughs> but it was like the question was: there's that zone in Oceanside where you can't go over 30 miles an hour yeah. because someone yeah. crashed there. And like, I think the it's a no passing zone, but pros can mm-hmm. pass each other, but then age groupers cannot. So, or what was that? Well, like, the issue guess- is that the age groupers have a different speed limit than the yes. pros. Oh, that's what and it was. The amateur. So, for the pro woman, when we when we have amateur men around us, like if we get caught behind one of them, the no pass zone takes precedence, right? So, there you, we have to stay under that amateur speed limit, not the pro speed limit, because yeah, you can't you pass absolutely anymore. can't pass. And I and think Holly. when. Yeah, Carolyn asked that, and I think they answered, and Holly said, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, well, Holly's, Holly's never going like, to be in that situation. Yeah, was like, well, <laughs> no, you're too far ahead. Age, right? right, you're going to be with the pro men. <laughs> yeah. But it was nice she was on our side, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, she cared yes. about it. She did. I was touched. I think about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's fun. But I do think, I I think it's a piece that is the imposter syndrome really, again, I just think it surprised me so much that I was going to feel that way, that moving into, there's so much like the domain of just not knowing how you're going to fit. Um, And I'm really hoping to not feel that way this year because I don't know. I was opposite. So I went into my first two races and I didn't feel that way. And I had fairly good races, which probably is why they went well. Um, 
I just kind of went into it like with no care. I was like, I'm just trying this. Like, this is cool. I'm racing pro. I'm excited. This was my goal. And then I went into Oceanside when there was like this huge caliber field. And I swear that's just what, what did it. And it just was totally spiraled for the rest of the season to where <laughs> I constantly was just like, I don't know. Do I, do I deserve to be here when I can't even, I'm getting beat by 20 minutes on the bike. And it was, um, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting feeling because I haven't felt that way in a long time. So what do you guys think maybe helped each of you kind of work through that a little bit? Um, yeah, I was hoping we'd talk about this. I feel yeah. like it's helpful. Like, I guess the first thing for me, I think, was reminding myself that, like, I know how to race. You know, I'm only doing halves, so, like, I know how to race a half Ironman, you know, and the only difference, I think at the end of the day about how you're racing is where you're starting and there are different dynamics but at the end of the day you know how you know if you've earned your pro card like you know how to race a half iron man and it's yeah there's some different dynamics but how it all works is the same true oh. yeah that's very true um and i don't know about you guys but i kind of actually have started now that i've moved through the year I started to really like the dynamics more I don't know about anybody else, mm-hmm. but I get done with a race as a, as an age group, I would get done with a race and I'd be exhausted. But I get done with a race as a professional and I am mentally toasted because yeah. I'm just so on it all the time. There's just so many more pieces involved with it. Um, I don't know. Caroline, what helped you move through it? Especially, so like, all right, you just said that you recently had to go through it again, kind of like, yeah. what kind of helped you move through that? as a second time around or whatever. I think really the biggest thing is just knowing like that I did earn it and just like reminding myself of that. Um, but yeah, I just, I tell myself that over and over again. I'm like, Oh, do I belong here? I'm like, no, I, I earned it. And it's like, again, you know, there's an option to not take it and people do that too, but it's like, I decided to take it and I earned it. So, I mean, put that thought in my head, but yeah, it took me, Oh, I think a little while I don't remember how long before I felt like maybe the second year I had my pro card I felt pretty a lot better about it but the first year I also had like a couple really bad races because I think I was putting too much pressure on myself as a pro and I was like what are people gonna think as they're like tracking me and I'm like literally having the worst run of my life because I'm like cramping I'm like oh my god everyone's gonna think I suck I'm like nobody cares you know it's like that's the other thing I like to think it's like nobody cares as much as you do about yourself So I'm like, yeah, like, sure. There's probably some haters that are like, oh, look at this loser. Like, she's having a bad run. Like, she doesn't deserve a pro card. But I'm like, if anyone's thinking that way, then, like, they're just a loser. <laughs> so. Well, you're definitely not a pro. I don't think any pro would think that. So. I know. That's the thing, too. <laughs> you know? I'm like, the people, you're so right. It's like the people who are, like, negative or, you know, haters or whatever. It's never the people who are the pros. It's just, mm-hmm. like. Probably people who don't even do triathlon. Let's be honest. Who it knows? Is. Who knows who they are? Yeah. No. What about you, Sarah? Um, I I agree with Caroline and Elizabeth. I mean, you earn the card once you take it. You're a pro. There, there's no question about it. So you just have to remind yourself that hey, I belong. I'm a pro. Um, I'm fast. I you know I made it here, and then just. Um, for me, I always have to work on my self-confidence and it's something that I, you know, that I'm still working on, um, and probably always have to work on, but, um, 
in 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 the race itself it's like i'm competing against myself i really try to focus on my own race i don't worry about what you know what other people think or where anyone else is in the race and just do my own thing and get through it in a nice positive you know way so but yeah i'm so i'm still working on my confidence um i think it's it's always evolving so yeah, that's a good point too. Like not only worrying about what people think outside the race, but like, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm pretty good about, and maybe because it's like I went back, you know, but it's like, I I do try not to like think about what other people are doing. Cause like on the swim, I'll come out in the middle, you know, middle, like front pack, whatever. And then on the bike, then people kind of pass me and then you're like, okay, it's hard not to think about it though. Like, Oh no, I'm getting passed. And it's just like, I kind of just put that out of my mind and kind of focus. I don't know if that's cause I was a swimmer. And it's very like individual sport, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that helps, but I think that's a big part of it too for me. <laughs> I definitely will say I like I like racing with Caroline because one, I always know you're going to come out of the water ahead of me. But at Indian Wells, I totally was like, I got to try to get to Caroline as fast as I can. And it took me forever to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing a lot better than you think you are. Thank you. I think that's the other thing too, like off topic, I guess, but like as the back kind of like really back of the pack pro, it's just like, that's kind of how I'm judging my, like, if I'm getting better, it's like, okay, like last year I had terrible races, but then like Oceanside was a little better than Indian Wells. It's like, okay, I was in the middle of the pack on the swim and I wasn't the last one on the bike. There were like three girls behind me on the bike. And then on the run, it's like, I was the last on the run, but the last girl, the second to last girl passed me at mile like 10, you know? Yeah. So (laughs) just laying it out that way. Hey, that's improvement, right? And I guess at the end of the day, exactly. that's all we're trying to do. Yeah. No. So, yeah, that was I, a big piece, too. I always try too. to catch at least one person on the run. If I can, if yes. I can catch somebody. So it's kind of a fun game on the run to myself. Yeah. Like, okay, I can't, let's catch one person. Maybe we can catch two people, three people, you know, whatever. But it's kind of fun. That's it's how I've tried to use it, run. is try to find... <laughs> Because I always try to say, okay, well, you have to run as fast as you can because you want to, for me, like, right, they rank you, not rank you, but they, like, say, you had the 18th fastest swim. You had the fifth fastest bike or whatever. So, for me, like, this, because this year, similar, I had a lot of bad, I actually had a lot of bad races. And, but I would always get to the run and be like, okay, Kayla, the rest this race hasn't gone well, but see where you can put yourself in there from, like, a, are you going to have the seventh fastest run or whatever? Like, try to get to that space and break it up, like what can you do on this, in this discipline? Um, and so that, you know, that's always been kind of like how I helped at the back half of the year to rethink and let go of the fact that, okay, you, your swim didn't get any better, <laughs> even though you've been working so hard on it and your bike was mediocre, but how fast can you run to try to have that number be as low as it can and be the eighth fastest runner out of the pro field or whatever? Um, and that kind of helped take away some of the pressure because I don't know about you guys, but I had all felt like I had a lot of pressure when I moved up. It was all self-induced, hundred percent self-induced. Um, and that was a big, I, I think that contributed a lot to my lack of confidence because it was like, you want to perform, right? You, you, you make this choice, you make this jump. You want to, you want to show people that you deserve to be there. Like we, wait, we all have that piece that we want. Like we want to show people that we deserve to be there. And for me, that put a lot of pressure on it. And that definitely imploded a bit. 
my self-induced pressure um, throughout the year. So, I don't know. I I agree with you. I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself. um, And it's like, why? But I I mean, I guess that's why we, one of the reasons we all probably took our pro card, we're competitive people amongst other people and really amongst ourselves, right? To ourselves, so. Yeah, that's true. I agree. I think that was the other thing. Like I said, the first year I had my pro car, I just raced so poorly. And it was like, and I remember I did Santa Cruz had like the worst race of my life. I think that was the first race with my pro half Ironman with my pro card. And then I had Malibu Olympic one week later. And I like, I think I'd signed up before I got my pro card. It's not a pro race. And I was just like, my coach is like, yeah, just, you know, it's a week after you're going to be tired, but like, you can still do it, whatever, have some fun. And I like, I had such a, good race because I like went into it with no expectations at all. And I kind of took that like lesson, I think into this year a little bit more because it's like, if I start putting too much pressure on myself, I'm like, this isn't even fun anymore. It's like, then I'm like yeah. stressed and like dreading races. And I'm like, this is supposed to be fun. I'm not, this isn't my yes. hot, like job. Yeah. I'm not making money. Like it's just fun. Yeah. That was a big one for me too this year. Like I felt like last year was not all that much fun. Yeah. And I'm my whole goal this year is to have fun. Like, go back to having fun with this because it's a fun sport. Right. It is a None fun of sport. Us, we didn't go pro because we we're making a living doing it. No, <laughs> we went pro because we liked it. Exactly. <laughs> I was Definitely. Gonna say, my, my biggest sponsor is my full time job. I mean, yes. <laughs> right? I know. I know. I always have so people when you go pro, they instantly are like, what kind of sponsors do you have? And I was like, uh, my coaching that I do, my, I don't know. Where did you take you? <laughs> I have a bunch of people ask if I quit my job. I was like, how do you think I'm paying my bills? <laughs> you don't suddenly start getting paid. <laughs> no. People do ask that a lot. That mm-hmm. is funny. Like, who are your sponsors? I'm like, technically, I mean, like, partnerships through instagram and no one's like paying for my races like yeah be great i, I, I was gonna say i think there's a lot of misconceptions about uh what it means to be pro or like everyone assumes everyone's training yeah. 30 to 40 hours a week doesn't work mm-hmm. getting free bikes free meals like meal prep and all this other stuff and uh you know most of us or at least half of us are still working full time and still living the age group life and just racing pro. So, yeah, yeah, because the it's whole heard... thing is hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think I You're... I listened to a podcast where Nicole Falcaro talked about and because she still works and she said. She tells people that she's not a professional triathlete, but that she just she's a triathlete that races in the professional category. Like <laughs> it's like not that. her full time job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good way to You're, put it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Though I have been, I tried really hard. Like that was one of my ways of like trying to kind of get through my imposter syndrome. Is like because right, if you say what say it, it helps, and so mm-hmm. you have to own it you are a professional triathlete. Like you chose to do this. You chose to sign up, like you chose to take that card. So you have to like, so that's something because people would always ask me what I did. And I'd always, the first thing I would say would be, you know, coaching. But then I was like, no, you have to, you got to just 
just say it. Just be okay saying it. Like yeah. make that what you're telling people you are so that you start to embrace it. That actually started, that helped a little bit because I, I would, I used to be like, well, I do, I do triathlons and I, I coach and run a business and I did like list all these things. I was like, no, just come on, Kayla, like own it. You're a professional triathlete. You signed, you, you, you did it say it. I don't that know, is that funny. Helps. There is like, I like, it is weird to say sometimes I feel like, I don't know. It's like yeah. nerve wracking to say, I'm like, I'm a professional. But yeah, yeah I always that say helps really stuff, but you're right. Saying it helps. <laughs> well, I'm a professional triathlete. <laughs> like really quiet. <laughs> what? But then but I always feel like whenever I, I say that, I feel the need to not be like, but I still have a job. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have to explain myself. That's yeah. Yeah. He's like backing up with, yeah. Agreed. But we don't have to, right? We got to own, like, that's something I've been working on. Like, we don't have to back that up. We don't have to, like, we don't have to explain ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have to explain yeah. that we still have a full-time job or whatever, because, again, we chose to do this. And, you know, people like Paula Finlay, they don't explain themselves. So why do we have to explain ourselves? Yeah. These are all thoughts I'm like rolling through my head lately. <laughs> it's true. We I, we deserve to be there. We're professionals. We work our butts off. We deserve to be there. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm I don't know about I'm hungry. So, yeah. Always. And Elizabeth and Sarah is getting <laughs> bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already eight, but I'm actually hungry again. As we talk about staying on top of calories, um, so oh, you know, that's a question. Did you feel like? Did you do you feel like you've had to eat more with just running? Um. Well, my week, my so some of my weeks were still like twenty one hours. So, uh, yeah, I'm still eating a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, but did your appetite change at all? Because like. I don't know. No, still felt like you didn't need more or less or just um, more I, focused. I ate the same as I always do. Um, yeah, I can't say I changed the amount of calories. Um, I still ate a, a crap ton. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how many calories I eat. I don't keep track. Yeah. But I was almost wondering if it was gonna like you would feel like you needed more. I don't know with running a lot with running more. But it's all volume, right? I guess volume is volume. Honestly, I think biking makes me the hungriest. Me too. And so, um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Swimming makes me hungry. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I can swim 3K and be more hungry than doing, like, a five-hour ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just yeah. dying, like... Oh, good. Uh, sometimes after that long stuff, I feel like usually your appetite's like suppressed. Like you don't want nice. to eat anything. That's my struggle. Yeah. yeah. After a long run, I always like I feel this. Like yeah. just want to die for like a couple hours before I eat. It's true. Yeah. I was gonna say the first thing I do after a long run is have a big glass of chocolate milk because I literally don't want anything else, and so at least I'm getting some, you know, a good recovery drink in. Um, I don't do any protein powders, so that's about that's my protein drink. So. <laughs> that's yeah. a good one. 
can't go wrong with chocolate milk. You really can't. Like, yeah. you just can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. All right, ladies. Well, we'll chat with you guys in a, another week or so. But everybody have fun okay. training. What next time luck, we Sarah. have to catch up on Sarah's? Yeah, good luck. Kept yeah, up, catch up on your marathon. Mama, and thank you. um. I apparently have to go look at a house that somebody built. <laughs> Lucky you. My, my four-year-old just walked in and <laughs> my guess is they've been building. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sarah's racing and then we'll be coming up on racing for everybody. It'll be exciting. Yeah. yeah. So, awesome. All right, everybody. Have a good All one. Right, bye, guys. See ya.